This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Leader. Overcrowding in London has officially returned. A major review has been ordered of passenger safety and the number of train services at London Bridge Station after dangerous levels of overcrowding left commuters in fear of being crushed. Thousands of passengers were caught up in the incident during rush hour on Wednesday, reporting people being kettled, having panic attacks and needing assistance to get out by station staff. Ross Lydell is the Evening Standard City Hall editor and transport editor. Well, things started to go wrong on the railway, sort of in the southeast part of London, around about half past five last night, maybe slightly earlier. And this was when a trespasser was spotted by a train driver around Hither Green. And the train driver essentially hit the emergency button or made an emergency call, which uh, obviously fearing that this trespasser was going to be struck by a train. And that had the impact of not just stopping that, train drivers train but also every other train in the vicinity so i think around 13 trains were immediately brought to a halt for this person's safety now i think it's important to say here the fear was uh, not so much that this person on the track was doing something malicious but may actually have been contemplating suicide so it seems a rather tragic humanitarian case here that something was going wrong but the impact of stopping the trains there's no blame attached to the train driver obviously who did the right thing but the impact of stopping the train was that further up the line in central London around London Bridge all of a sudden no trains were running or there were a large number of cancellations and because this happened at rush hour last night it meant that many people simply were standing on a platform waiting for a train to get home and that train never turned up. Ross, just how bad was the situation there? Well, there's been quite dramatic pictures released on social media, you know, from late last night. And I spoke to two of the passengers who were caught up in it. And there's quite extraordinary numbers of people trying to get up the escalators and the stairs to the platforms. Now, London Bridge Station was rebuilt a couple of years ago. It's quite spectacular now. And it's an unusual station in that trains run through it rather than necessarily terminate at it. And what happens is that essentially passengers have to go from the ground floor, they would walk in at pavement level and then take stairs or mainly escalators up to a higher level where the trains run through. And what was happening was that apparently station staff shut some of the escalators in a bid to reduce the crowding already on the platforms. This was platform six and seven, which are the two of the main platforms used by southeastern trains. But the impact was that then people had to congregate below the escalators and many crowded round the escalators, which caused these particular pinch points. And there was widespread sort of overcrowding. One person described it to me as almost like being at a rock concert with that sense as you get nearer the stage, many behind you want to get nearer the stage too. And you end up with this very alarming situation where people felt they were going to get crushed. 
Has there been an official response to this incident? I was able to speak to Steve White, who is the managing director of Southeastern Train Company, which is the main train company that runs through London Bridge. And essentially, it was mainly his passengers who were affected by the the cancellations and delays. And he said that this is the second time in recent days where there has been crowd control issues at London Bridge. Essentially, that the uh, the station staff had to sort of implement this manoeuvre to try and prevent the platforms becoming dangerously overcrowding. Basically, he's given a lot of context to the background of the incident, and he's saying that one of the primary reasons as well is that the number of passengers trying to use southeastern services at London Bridge in January is much higher than it was before Christmas. So they've seen an increase in demand as people, I guess, go back to work in the new year. And he's then promising an immediate review of the number of trains that they're providing. It's the underlying issue here as well is also that Southeastern has recently changed its timetables, which essentially require more of its passengers to change trains at London Bridge. So it's become an increased pressure point in any case. But what Steve White told me today was that he's looking to uh, introduce more trains in the evening rush hour and also longer trains to try and ensure there's more capacity to prevent as many people being on the platform in the first place. The other thing is that this widespread review that's happening today with Network Rail, which owns the station, will look both at the passenger safety and the wider response to the issue at Heather Green to see whether they could have done things better, whether they could have got services running more quickly, whether they could have caused less disruption to basically trying to prevent such frightening situation happening again. How big of an issue is overcrowding in London as a whole? Well, overcrowding has been something that we haven't really seen for several years because obviously with the pandemic, it was the number of empty seats that people were noticing rather than the number of passengers crowded on. But it has become an issue again in the last six months or so on, especially on the sort of Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday days. And obviously this is sort of in the middle of the week. Most train companies and also Transport for London say that Thursday is now their busiest day. And with last night, uh, as basically people work, part of the week so they go into their office part of the week and then perhaps work from home Monday and Friday but in terms of overcrowding the other thing that Steve White said was he felt there's a particular issue at London Bridge because of the way the station had been redesigned and the way people kind of gathered around the escalators he said if there was a similar situation at Waterloo which has got a much wider concourse and essentially an old-fashioned approach to walking up to your platform and the gates, people would tend to crowd round the departure boards, as would probably happen at Euston as well, rather at London Bridge, where most people already know which platform they have to go to, and therefore just desperate to get to that platform rather than waiting announcements at the bottom in the wide centre. He said there was plenty of space elsewhere on the concourse. People could have gone and had a coffee, used the station facilities if they wanted. But on the issue of overcrowding, overcrowding is returning Uh, again in London in the middle of the week at peak times. And finally, who ultimately is in charge of safety in these situations? Will they need to be looking at this moving forward? Well, it's a combination of Network Rail and Southeastern, the main train company using the station here. Probably in the end, Network Rail, because it's a Network Rail managed station. But the whole rail industry will be aware of this. And there are sort of various watchdogs as well that 
ensure there is safety on the railways. Uh, what's been surprising today is that South Eastern has been uh, sort of very forthcoming with a full and detailed explanation of what went wrong and how it plans to put it right. Uh, Network Rail was very reluctant to engage. It didn't seem to accept any blame at all. Its spokeswoman, basically all she would tell me this morning was, you know, what had happened at Heather Green and when trains were running again and didn't want to engage or almost recognise the problems at London Bridge, which I think will annoy many people who were caught up in yesterday's situation. From all accounts, it really was quite frightening. Uh, You know, big crowds can be terrifying and obviously incredibly dangerous. And I think we would expect better of Network Rail, which is a government agency. I think we really have to watch this space and hope they come back with more of a plan in conjunction with South Eastern. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear from our political reporter, Rachel Burford, about Hackney's controversial plans to ban most vehicles from 75% of its roads. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Hackney has revealed controversial plans to ban most vehicles from 75% of its roads in a major expansion of low-traffic neighbourhoods. LTNs use either physical filters such as bollards and planters or traffic cameras to stop vehicles using some smaller residential streets as through routes, also known as rat running, while cyclists and pedestrians are unaffected. Rachel Burford is the Evening Standard's political reporter. Yeah, so this week they have unveiled plans to basically cover 75% of their borough with low-traffic neighbourhoods. Hackney has already got quite a high number, I think the highest number in London of these schemes already, so about 50% so far of the borough is already covered, and that was done pretty quickly during the pandemic. But they say by 2026, they will have 75% covered the low-traffic neighbourhoods, and they're also installing a dozen or so more what they call school streets, which is where um, people are banned from driving their cars up and down streets outside schools during times when children are arriving and leaving. It's probably important to mention that Hackney is a Labour-led council who are behind this. Yes, no, it is. This is, um, Hackney is a Labour-led authority. It says it's, you know, London's most ambitious when it comes to um, bringing down air pollution. And it's, you know, sort of really pushing on the policies already kind of being parroted by Sadiq Khan, the mayor of London, because he, you know, um, bringing down air pollution is one of his big flagship policies. And they are sort of really jumping on that and saying they want to just reduce the amount of traffic in their borough. I think we should add that this isn't just about air pollution. Obviously, as 
we transition to electric cars by about 2030, I think quite most the majority of cars on the road will be electric. And as we sort of transition to that, this is also about just making spaces for people better to live. You know, London is a very crowded, busy city particularly in these East London areas, you know, like Hackney and surrounding areas where you've got a lot of high rises, you've got a lot of people living in dense accommodation. They want their streets to be quieter. Residents may not have access to gardens and things like that. So if, you know, roads are quieter with fewer cars, that's nicer for families and for people just trying to get around in their area. Not everyone's happy with the plans, are they? There are some residents groups who are quite attached to their cars, you know, certain taxi driver groups and people who need their cars, you know, for example, carers and other people that need their cars to get to work have said this you know this could add hours potentially onto their drives to work and that redirects them around you know around miles of uh, of the borough that they didn't need to go into or potentially force them out into other boroughs and things like that um, and they say well how does this you know stop air pollution when I'm going to be driving more and they've sort of argued that this just pushes cars from often wealthier neighborhoods on to and through some poor areas that we'll see more traffic. Hackney's, you know, got quite a good rebuttal to that. They say, well, 70% of the residents in Hackney don't actually have access to a car, don't own a car. And therefore it is people coming from outside the borough that are driving through mainly and making their roads so busy and are using them as, you know, um, shortcuts and things. And that's not fair on their residents. And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.